Welcome to another episode of Competitive Edge, this time under our fancy new brand, uh, Last Free Nation. You guys haven't been paying attention, so that will be all of our channels so far. You you are undoubtedly watching this on YouTube, I think. Uh, so that means that you may notice that this channel is still called Insight on Esports. Well, uh, YouTube has, in fact, made it so that no one can change their channel names right now. Very unfortunate timing for us as they rolled out their handle system. So it will change in time, guys. In the meantime, you can follow all of our other new socials, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, everywhere, all at once at Last Free Nation. Hope you guys enjoy all of that. It's been a fun time. This show is still, of course, brought to you by esportsbet.io. It's where we talk about uh, fun little wagers and predictions that we have where we like to take a look at matchups and see how well we can do with so with that in mind, by the way, Worlds has been amazing for betting underdogs. Obviously, the EU team's <laughs> front and center, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, as usual, we're very honest and transparent with you guys about how we do, and we like to start this show kind of going back. There was a lot of predictions that we were making on the watch parties, which, by the way, guys, again, watch parties are happening on my channel, so twitch.tv slash Monte Cristo. You guys will want to give that a follow. Doha is going to be there for the rest of the world. Wolf is flying to my house to stay at my house, so you get, you guys are going to get great commentary. Crumbs is going to crash at my house for a few days this week. We've had guests come on the show and, and discuss things, so it's been a lot of fun. It is the best produced, like, kind of most fun in my experience, live viewing experience that you can have at Worlds. So we did make a lot of predictions on that stream as well. Overall, just up front, we were down 5,900 and up about 5,200. So we lost about 700 this week, and I'm going to show you why right now uh, as we go check out some of these numbers. So first off, we'll go back in time. So at the start of our last episode, we decided to pick Damwon over JDG because there were very good odds. That didn't happen. DRX lost to Rogue, which now we know in hindsight with how good Rogue has been. Uh, we probably put a little bit too much on that one in 1500, but we also hit some big ones in that Flying Oyster beat uh, 100 Thieves and Fnatic pulled off. They had they were the underdog against Cloud9, so both of those actually went pretty well. Um, we would have been up more. Still obviously. seems like a steal how they were the yeah. underdog to C9, like a sight unseen <laughs> with so the crazy, regions. right? It's wild, isn't it? I know. It must just be obviously. Again, I, I always point this out because fans don't always understand how betting lines work. It's not like esports better the ones telling you that Cloud 9s better than that Fnatic. What that means is, I imagine they probably started like fairly like 50-50 odds, yeah. and it's just fans saw that like Fnatic's a failed super team, but Cloud Nine won NA, so they just bet the Cloud Nine side and gave us nice right. odds. So keep keep doing that if you're a bad fan. If you're a good fan, maybe listen to what we're saying. Yeah. We'll right, see, every now and then. Yeah, we'll see if we can get some some interesting underdog odds uh, this week again. Now, I did do a lot of live odds betting, which is what you're going to see in the next one when we were on the stream. Like, you know, I tried to take the EG underdog at 6.3 for 200, you know, when they were... No, no, they were it's actually wild. winning the game against JDG at the time, and they had the six odds. Okay. So I was like, look, this is a game that is winnable. They threw, of course, but they should have been, they should have been doing well. Um... Uh, as for some other ones, we did call uh, like all of the rogue uh, upsets. Actually, we got all the rogue games correct. So we like I predicted rogue over top given their current form. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I tried to I tried to get EG over G2 as well when they were again looking very good in the early game as they had in a couple of their games so far. I tried to get Damon Kia at four to one 
for against uh, JDG, which that's just very good odds. And that game sort was amazing. I'd take that again, Moles. By the way, that, that yeah. Dom one JDG was the best game so far of Worlds yeah, yeah. that it was extremely close. So we were trying to hit on some of these. Uh, some of you only have to get, remember, one out of four yeah, exactly. of those. Exactly. So we'll take that all day long, mate. Exactly. <laughs> so unfortunately, we didn't hit it enough, but we would have actually been up had we hit on one of these. So a little bit unlucky. We're probably going to continue that strategy, at least on the, the live stream for the next week and see if we can do a little bit better. It was very close to break even overall, like I said, um, down seven, about 750 in the end uh, compared to last week. We also still have some outstanding uh, odds that are going to be very good. So one of the ones we did on last week's show was we put 2000 on the fact that an LPL team will be eliminated, like at least one team from groups, which always happens. And now top esports is in very serious danger. So it's looking like uh, that might be that might be an eventuality. Uh, only one of the teams, and we had 2.5 odds, so it'll be very good if that happens for us. We also still have the outstanding 3,000 on Gen G winning. So first off, what I want to bring up, Thorin, is that the outright odds are still there. So the outright odds are still there. You can still do the world champion. So I want to get your your thoughts on this because as it stands, they've changed obviously with the results from groups. So if you still believe in Gen G, I got three point five odds. You can currently get you can currently get four point five odds on Gen G because they lost that because they, they lost, lost the game. Yeah, they lost. Come on, man! A BO one can't change the whole <laughs> outcome of the tournament. Remember, that's one of those teams, by the way, where I don't care what they do in the groups. Every other team is like, I really hope they don't get in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Every team in the tournament. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, that makes it even better. Maybe double down on it then. Yeah, T one's been looking good. Like. uh, they, they have 6.397 odds. So if you think T1 can actually ride this through, RNG is at 4.5 as well. Uh, top is down to 10 to 1. So if you think Knight and Crew Ooh, can nice get together. That's a nice flyer. Yeah, if you think Dude, Knight that, and Crew can get That's one together. I would probably do the flyer on there because here's the thing. It's a bit like what Fnatic did in making their run through playoffs in LEC and coming to Worlds. Like the skill level of top esports, they could just mess around and just catch fire on that playoff where you could just yep. win the whole thing, of course. 10 to 1 odds is crazy. <laughs> but like I say, don't do a big amount. Maybe just do right, a cheeky right, little flyer. You, yeah, you, 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 you convinced you me know. on this one. We'll do a, we'll do a 500 a on the redemption of top esports look let me put it this way let me put it this way guys if top esports gets eliminated from groups then we're going to make a bunch of money from an lpl team yeah true if top esports lights on fire and they win we'll just put 500 here and it'll cover everything so there you go that's a good angle yeah exactly you're gonna take wins where you can yeah you're not gonna feel bad uh, about hedging a little bit right there so i'm just saying the outright odds are still there they have changed uh in case you are curious and then we can uh, we can talk about some of the some of the matchups. Um, in particular, I, I've selected again some some of the matchups below, and I've tried to pick at least one of these games from each group. But there's some there's some interesting ones. Like we're going to start, of course, with uh, with group uh, with uh, so the wh- which group is T one Cloud Nine and Group B? I think it's Group A. Oh, it's Group A. It's Group A. So I guess I they're just so. going in numeric alpha alphabetical order. Yes, that's Group A. Yeah, so it's Group A. And uh, so that means that we kick off with Cloud9 versus Fnatic as the first game of the day. Fnatic is at about 1.5. Cloud9 is at about 2.5. You probably like Fnatic there, given Cloud9's recent performance. I, I don't think Cloud9 is going to win a game uh, in this group stage. So you get pretty good odds on Fnatic. But I also with Hillisang's performance, I'm not super confident in that. But that may be one where you can get some good value out of, out of a, a favorite. So the first match I am going to pick, as weird as it sounds, is EDG going up against Fnatic. And the reason why is Fnatic is almost there at 3.9. They're almost at four odds now. Okay. And EDG is a highly beatable team. Like, 
you know, they they were absolutely rolled by T1. Um, there are some really big flaws with this EDG roster. You know, some of their performance has been like Viper getting incredibly fed with like Sivir and Yumi. But when you can target Flandre in the top side, and I think Humanoid is perfectly capable of matching up with Scout in his current form. He's actually been extremely solid in mid lane throughout both play-ins and the main event. It's right almost now. winning them that game that they were like, as you say, the yeah. Viper was super ahead. Like that was supposed to be a lost game. They were fighting their way back into that one. Yeah, and like upset's not Viper, but upset's still an extremely good AD carry. Oh, sure. uh, Razork has also gotten into form. You like the way Wonder's looking right now. Point is, I don't necessarily think that you know. Fnatic is the favorite here, but they're not four to one underdogs. Oh no. Right. That's four worth a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we I think we take a little bit of a shot on the the EDG versus Fnatic one and say, okay, so Fnatic, let's just put five hundred on this. It's a big return if it comes out, not that much lost in the grand scheme of things. If it doesn't work out, um, by the way, there's another angle people will have forgotten when we made the one about the LPL team not getting out. EDG's now in tr potential trouble to not get out. Fnatic's yep. really good. Like everyone thought, well, that's just T1 and EDG in that group. So we've even got sort of two horses in the race now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the the other one is just another EDG versus T1 game. But remember, T1 they they smashed EDG in that game. Like they were playing these oh, big compositions. Them, yeah. You know. You just you really have to like the Flandre versus AS matchup right now. And because T1 is at 1.7, which is not a huge That's favorite good, in this yeah. game. And again, best of ones, et cetera, et cetera. We could also see the T1 that lost to Fnatic, which lost to Fnatic by feeding their bot lane very early. If you do that against EDG, it's very hard to come back because Viper is really fucking good. I don't think they're going to, you know, do these mistakes again. And I think that T1 is so good at punishing specific players on enemy rosters through these pick compositions that it, it's going to kind of suck, I think, to be Flandre uh, again in this matchup. And I am just so overwhelmingly, you know, tempted by these 1.7 odds for a favorite, uh, especially considering we, they, T1 matches up very well and they can play very strongly, I think, I think through Zayas. And Gumiyushi has enough champs that they can do fine. They can get through this just A-OK. -okay. So what I'm going to do, I'll put, where are we? I'll put, I'll go ahead and put 750 on T1. Try and get them through. This group you know stage. one thing I've actually noticed, by the way, when they do that sh that sheet that they sometimes we put on Twitter, where they show like how much we're up, how much we're down, how much we won, how much we lost, and all, all the better. Yeah, yeah. I do notice, even though we're quite similar in how much we won and lost, the raw amount that Monty bets is way more than me. I'm like way more. <laughs> I'm like a thousand. I'm feeling really confident. Monty goes like three thousand on that team. He's like he's, he's rolling with the big I point. Bet Ten thousand okay. on Gen G beating <laughs> That one worked out well in the in the in the finals over in LCK. Um, yeah, moving on, moving on to the next group. There's another game here, which I think JDG has probably shown the best form so far. But also, the last game between JDG and G2, G2 fed the bot lane really early on, and they still managed to like scrape their way back into it and almost win the game through some late-game team fighting. They were smart about kind of playing a little bit passive while the Seraphine scaled up. And it was really, really close in the end uh, before JDG and, and Kanavi kind of took over on the graves. 
So I think if G2 plays a little bit better in the bot lane and that game is in an even state heading into the mid and late game, I think G2 wins that game, uh, weirdly enough. So uh, Yankos hasn't been like, he's been better on some of the farming junglers than I expected him to be as well. So that's a that's a positive. I think you just don't give Kanabi the graves again, which is one of his all-time signature picks. Have you liked what you've been seeing from G2? Like, look, Flacken still kind of sucks, but the rest of them look good. No, exactly. So, like, the only one that I thought they ruined was in that first game they played against Damon where they sort of set it up, like, for Flacken to carry. I was like, I saw this in the finals. But as you say, the game against JDG, where, by the way, they had no business even, like, getting back in that game. They looked good, actually. Like, in the mid-game, they were they were fighting back. They were getting fights that were positive. Like, I have to say, they do look like their confidence, like, still remains as a team. They're not, like, awed by these Asian squads. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. as you say, even the drafts, like, they're not trying to get too silly in general. They are drafting the things they can play. So, I also think if you you look, the EU teams are getting like weird angles in draft where it looks like in terms of the global meta, they're not getting the right picks, but they're getting the picks that work for them. Yeah. And uh, I just think that this is very similar to the Fnatic EDG where the odds are four to one, right? Where I think it's more likely it's that Fnatic that. beats yeah. EDG than G2 beats JDG because I think there's a bigger gap between JDG and G2 and there's more serious flaws with G2 than there are with Fnatic right now. But I still think it's it's probably worth a little bit of a flyer. So And there's the caps factor still. We're still waiting factor. for that pop up. It's gonna happen sooner yeah, or later. It's gonna have one game like Smurfs. Yeah. It's gonna do at least once. So we'll do a we'll do a five hundred again, uh, just because the four to one odds are are extremely good. Um and if one of those comes through, then it's gonna you know more than more than make up for it. Um the next game that I have is so you'll you'll like this, Thorn. Rogue, despite being three and zero, and pretty by any chance, pretty Come convincing on. in all of their wins so far. Uh, they are underdogs to both top and DRX. The DRX one is so agreed. Like, listen, the top one, look, tops up and down, but like they 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 obviously should be a favorite there. The DRX one is like. I guess anyone watching these games, you can't just see the victory and think like they're good. Like, come on, man, really. <laughs> So, You've got to take that one, then, the Rogue one. Yeah, especially because, look, the DRX odds aren't as good for Rogue um, because it's they're not as much of an underdog. So Rogue is at 2.14 to DRX is about 1.7, whereas Top Esports versus versus Rogue, it's 2.78 for Rogue and 1.4 for Top Esports. So you get better value if they beat Top. Um, I do think that both of them are probably worth predicting Rogue on um, because as we talked to CL today, it, it really feels like they understand how to play against DRX and have a better read on DRX than most of the other teams. They understand that DRX wants to play through this bot lane matchup, and they're they were able more or less to neutralize that advantage, which is how you beat DRX as a team. Um, meanwhile, Top Esports is like trying to like hard engage with you know Draven and dive turrets and like be crazy and give Deft huge advantages and allow him to play Caitlyn, etc., etc., etc. So, um, I, I think Rogue. You know, I would I'm going to I would predict Rogue in both of these games because I think they probably win at least one of them. Uh, I think it's probably hard for them to lose both of these games. Uh, and so I don't know. I, I'm going to go for the bigger, bigger odds here again, which is Rogue versus Top Esports. Um, 
also worth pointing out, as you'll see on the Insomnia Insight episode, despite the skill level of top esports, man, they have some crazy inters on that team yes, too. People exactly. just, will just They'll just give you one of these BO ones. <laughs> so I'll take 750 on Rogue at 2.7 odds. Uh, I will save the prediction for um, the, the, the game that happens first in this case, uh, which is going to be their game against DRX. Um, that happens earlier in the day for the live stream. So you guys can come over there and see right. if, if okay. we're going to do that. Cause we have to save some of these for the actual streams that are, that are going to be going up. Um, the final one that I took was Gen G versus RNG, the rematch where Gen G is still favorites at 1.6 okay. to 2.3 versus RNG. Do you think, do you think RNG is actually going to make it out on top of this group? Cause I feel like, Genji's going to come back after a few days, bop everybody in this group, go to a tiebreaker versus RNG, bop RNG and, and get first place. Or RNG is yeah. going to randomly lose to like, you know, Flying Oyster or some shit. Basically the classic, like we've seen that happen so many times in League of Legends. You do get the Korean team down, you beat them fair and square, but then as you say, they just power up, they figure out the meta, they come back, they just smash people, they have perfect macro. But it's I would still put my money on Gen G to like win the group or get to a tiebreaker. But I do think actually, depending on what you tell me the odds are, like RNG is just like they're just such a smart team. Yeah. They're a team I'd love to take as an underdog. Yeah. Uh they, you know, if you feel good about RNG that they're gonna win both of the games versus Gen G and comfortably get out in first place here, well, two point three are you know, that's Ooh, that's not bad. Okay. That's good odds. What's the Gen G side though? One point six. One point six. Ooh, so that's, that's really why, well that's priced, why, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, really it's well a, priced. It's a, it's a tough, I think this is a tough one, one one to call actually, because I do think Gen G is the better team overall, even though RNG in this meta has looked extremely good. Um but it, they also, I really think, you know, Genji matches up pretty well to RNG. If Doran could improve his form as well, uh, I think the, that Genji has like slight advantages in the in the bot lane and mid lane and also jungle, but advantage to RNG in the top lane. Um, so I think with, with take that Genji in mind, then, yeah, I, I'm going to take Genji. I just think their their read on the meta is going to be significantly stronger. They have you have to also consider like. How quickly have teams adapted in the past? Um, what are their fundamental strengths? How much do you think they can change? Is their coaching staff really good? And I think Genji's coaching staff is really good. And I think that they've proven that they can mold these players effectively and quickly over the course of the summer split and that they have a very high level of trust down. That's why I'm confident that they can come back and at least fight for first place. I don't know if they win a tiebreaker against RNG, right? You know, who knows what the, the second game, if they play it, would be as long as they each of these teams wins the rest of their, their matches. But I feel like Gen G here have a very, very good opportunity just to bounce back and take first place. And that's what they're By the way, just, just get ready for where if either Rogue or Fnatic win their group, Gen G come second straight oh, into the quarterfinals. You know what I mean? That'd be like the worst <laughs> feeling of all time, wouldn't it? Like you win your group as well. With yeah. Korean teams, it's like, go on, congrats, you get Gen G quarterfinals. <laughs> yeah, that would, uh, that would be kind of a, a doomer, I think. Um, sure. it, sometimes the, sometimes the draws are, are very funny in that regard. Yes. Um, um, you know, I, what's what's interesting is like there is actually a world where Gen G versus RNG is just a preview of the world finals. Uh, if they both get sure. out of the group, that's not outrageous yeah, yeah. to say at all. I think RNG, in my opinion, have looked like the second best Chinese team at this tournament behind JDG. And sure, I mean, they lost a game to Detonation Focus Me, but RNG can play down to the level of their opponents at times. And I don't think any team has looked 
infallible at this event. Oh, no. Yeah, I think, you know, Genji's been a little bit shaky. RNG has legit lost to wildcard regions. Uh, JDG, uh, <laughs> JDG has looked faulty. You know, you know, I think Rogue's group is easier than we thought it would be. Uh, because top esports hasn't looked very great so far, and they they've had some really big int moments, but Rogue has also overperformed. So it does feel like it's it's a little bit hard to pick the team. But as we discussed with CL on Summoning Insight, I, you, I think you default to like the peak form from Summer, and and that team was still Gen G. So we'll go ahead and do it. I, I'm not going to put a lot on this one. Probably just 500 um, because. Yeah, the odds aren't super good for Gen G, and it's a little it's a little tough when this matchup does feel like maybe like forty percent chance that that RNG can win it. By the way, as an aside, because this is one reason I also love that obviously like more people are getting involved with the sports bet angle and bringing it on. Because obviously one of the things, look, it's one of the reasons I always try to sell on these shows that like, look, if we win, great, we're giving you good advice. And if we lose, you get to watch me and Monty laugh at us that we're getting it wrong, right? And obviously actually having to put your money where your mouth is is the funny angle, right? So one thing people must be loving the Schadenfreude ribs, that LS is on board now, isn't he? And apparently <laughs> he was making all those bad prop bets where it's like all the stuff that's really hard to predict, like first. Yeah blood and, and obviously because these massive teams like he's gonna think Genji is a lock of course so obviously if they not only lose but they fuck all those prop bets up you just get bodied and you put so many so many thousand he's also doing the big boy bets too so all i'll say is for his sake i hope Genji turns it around as well he's oh, gonna be mild in it i also forgot about our 018 na uh oh, that's, parlay. Right. that's actually super important guys so i'll show you this uh this is really funny so if you think that your NA is going to complete the the crazy parlay bets. Uh, is this the NA black pill? Yeah, the NA black pill. So, so they're zero and nine right now. <laughs> the hell. <laughs> if you think if you think um, that they are actually going to complete the the massive airport speed run at zero and, at 0 and eighteen, I created a parlay uh, that is all nine games being lost by the NA teams. And as you can see, it's at 15 to 1, the odds right now. So we put in only 500 USDT, but the return is 7,500. So the joke I made on SI is like, if Steve puts in 500K right now, he can actually win back all of the money that he lost on his League of Legends team salaries this season with these insane odds. And there are a few trap games like... Cloud9 might be able to be fanatic. Like, that's not outrageous. Uh, 100 Thieves might be able to be Flying Oyster. That one feels, yep. you know, somewhat dangerous. Um, maybe, maybe EG can beat G2. That's another one. But if you but clear, some decently. Of, yeah, yeah, if you clear some of these hurdles, guys, like that 15 to one is just so juicy. Also just for the memes, like just for the fucking for, memes. Yeah. For our purposes, we're also sort of invested in a potential piece of content that that'd be amazing <laughs> with us going, imagine if they go in year 18 and then have the, how'll happen. So yeah, it's <laughs> worth it. We've got a double meeting. 15 to one odds just felt really exactly. funny. And yes. we said this before, but one of the promotions is a loss forgiveness bonus right now from esports bet. So if it's your first time and you deposit crypto and you make a prediction and you lose it up to $200, they will give it back to you. So case in point, these are 15 to one odds. If you put your 200 bucks on this and it hits, it's going to be insane for you. And if you lose it, they'll just, just message the mods on the discord and they'll give it back to you. So this is like, I think a really fun way to enjoy the, the NA 018, especially if you're an NA fan guys. Okay. 
especially if you're an NA fan, because if they lose all the games, you're actually going to be happy instead of just depressed, right? It's yes. and if they win a game, you'll be happy. So you're you're, you're hedging your happiness. <laughs> By the way, just to clarify, just so no one's unclear at all, obviously that only works one time. You can't just every yes, time mention, oh, I lost another bet. Can I have the money back? Like that's not, it's not like just it's only under two hundred dollars. Obviously, it's the first time, but as yeah. Monty says, I think I think the same thing. Since it's essentially one where the the aim is actually to potentially lose because you get the money back, go for one with nice odds. Where yeah, you, if you win, crazy you won't one. need it back. You'll just get some loads of dosh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, this is this is a fun one we'll, that we'll be tracking through the next week. Again, you can come enjoy our reactions to NA possibly going 0-18. Thorin drops in on the watch parties too when he's got a little bit of time. So we have call-in guests. We have guests on the couch. We have guests random guests. And you guests. can win money if you yeah. watch. And you can win money if you watch. So Crypto. for example, like Esports Bet has been doing giveaways where before certain games, it's like if you are uh, you know part of their Discord server, and you message the mods right before that game. They'll put you in like a, a, a chance to win like 100 USDT to your esports bet account that they'll just give away. But you have to be watching in our watch party to know when that occurs. It's go. like the drops you get from the game devs. You know, you have to be there in order to get it. Uh, so do tune in if you like that. We have been having a blast uh, discussing the games and uh, just just generally uh, goofing around. So we'll see you uh, next week for our quarterfinal predictions uh, after the groups are over for Competitive Edge. Till then.